dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're all doing well. And I'm doing well. And it's kind of blah out there, kind of gray out here in Oklahoma. And... I don't know, I'm having a good day so far. I do my usual chores and things like that, you know. And gaming is still kind of an iffy matter with me. I think I do more prep than gaming. Just because things tend to fall through a lot. Not saying it fall through today, but, you know. You never know. Gage is getting more gaming than I am right now. (laughs) Oh well, what are you going to do, you know? All right. I'm going to talk about the Bard today. thought we'd talk about a little about him because I don't really talk about him somewhat in depth or whatever comes to my mind, but we'll talk more about that after this. Okay, Bards. Now, Bards in all editions are somewhat controversial. Either you'll, It's almost like you either like them or you hate them. And usually the hate falls on the GM side, but that's not the case all the time. Uh, you know, barred from first to fifth edition, bards in clones, bards in other systems. What bar? Okay, what is a bard? A bard is, as people think, the, the guy who's following around with the lute, playing and writing down song lyrics and singing praises in a tavern and things like that. Well, it's just, it's more than that. I mean, yes, they they fight too, okay? And they have some spell-like abilities depending on the system and the addition. But a bard is an all-around entertainer because if you think about it, in the medieval times, they didn't have much in the way of entertainment. And so a bard would have to be something of a jack-of-all-trades in the entertainment business. He should be able to sing a little, dance a little, do dramatic works, tell a story. And so there's more to bars than just sitting there playing the instrument and singing. There's even things out there that you wouldn't really consider a bard being. Things like some guy who has a trained bear. And he trained it to dance and stuff like that. That's a bard. A guy who does magic. And I'm not talking about magic in the fantasy sense. I'm talking sleight of hand, things like that. That's a bard. So bards, you know, they encompass a lot. Uh, it's almost like the entertainment in world in one guy. Because he had to be. These people were out there. You know, people who live there, working the farms, doing their thing, wherever mines you never hunting they they don't have any entertainment also they're also a newspaper or should i say radio or something like that they are a they 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 go out and they go out and see things and come back and say hey so what happened out there in uh town z over there and so well they had a big fire and da 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 so he brings news too he he some people will want to run him out of town, but a lot of people welcome him in because he is from the outside world. They may be a little suspicious of him because he is from the outside world because these people don't get around. They're not adventurers. 
They're, they're just common working folk. They stay in town. They stay on their farm. They stay out in the woods or whatever. They don't hear things. And some of them are just tribes, too. And that's how they, you know, if you want to take it all the way back to, like, cave time, cave people times or uh, uh, Native American tribes who would tell stories of the hunt and things like that, even guys who, like, paint. I mean, you know, you remember seeing, you know, pictures on cave walls that, that Neanderthals did and things like that. You know, they, they're also painters are bards. Other artists are bards, sculptors, whatever. I consider that bard because it's part of entertainment. So you got to, th- I think of a bard that way. He's the complete package. If I wanted to give a modern day anal- analogy and you younger kids may remember this guy. A modern-day analogy is Sammy Davis Jr. That guy could sing. That guy could dance. That guy could tell a story. He could, he could, he could act in drama. He could act in comedy. Hell, he could even do trick shots with a six-gun. I mean, he was the complete package. Vegas entertainers are a good are a good example, too, because some of these guys, they give you a complete show. You know, Wayne Newton gives you a complete show. He may have even have other acts on there. You never know. So, you know, Vegas entertainers are a good example. Yeah, there's some who are just comedians. There's some who are just magicians. Some are just this, that, and the other thing. But there are also these guys who want to give you that pow. They want to give you that, you know, they want to give you that, that, special once in a lifetime and they make their show into an event and they train to do that and Sammy Davis is he's an early example he's a good example he started out with his father and his uncle the Will Maston trio featuring young Sammy Davis Jr. and they when the act broke up by the time of the Rat Pack he was still doing it he could he could sing like a bird he could dance like a stare you know he would just, he knew how to do a lot of things. And this is a bard. This is what a bard should be. And if you start thinking that way, the bard, the bard makes it a little easier to run. Now you're saying, Grognard, um, what about the adventuring part, the fighting part? Well, you can work that into, if, if your bard is a complete entertainer like that, he could possibly be the face of the group for negotiations, dealing with things like tribes of orcs and such. What if they got captured and they find his instrument and, you know, uh, you play, play, you know, that kind of thing. And he starts entertaining them. Now, if he has any magical ability, he could start using that during, during his performance and maybe subtly, and they may enjoy it too, maybe subtly influence them to let everybody go or put them put them in a weak spot, maybe somehow freeing his friends, things like that. That's what a bard is good for. He's he could be a face. He could he I'm not saying he's the leader, but he could be he's the he's the PR guy. He's the guy that the rest of the group throws up there and says, Go talk to the magistrate on our behalf. See what you can do. Okay, this is, you know, they brief him and then he's just, okay, so go see the magistrate. 
And also, it's easy to easy way to earn a little extra gold in towns and things. If you have a tavern, and hey, here I am. I'm I'm a bard. I can entertain your crowd. You talk to the guy who owns the tavern, and he says, "Hey, how about for fifty gold, I'll give you a complete show," and he might do it. You know, or negotiate the price or whatever. So, so that that's the way to work a bard to me. And, you know, when it comes down to adventuring and encounters, he can't always talk his way out of everything, so he can fight. He can fight pretty good. He knows a little magic. I always, I always like the ones that know a little magic because they can weave them into their performance. They can weave them into whatever they're doing. And they could also, you can also, of course, inspire everybody by playing a tune or talking to them or just giving them a good old Newt Rockney, you know, we can do it speech type of thing. You know, he might have a little bit of leadership in him. Not much. There might be another leader, but he can get up there and say, hey, he's right. We got a da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And that might translate into, like, modifiers, positive modifiers that your group can use in the coming battle or whatever. So think about the bard as the complete package. He may not be, and it's funny because you can do variations on this. You can do, oh, he's a complete package. He's not very good at any of them, but he's a complete package. And, you know, maybe he, maybe his ego is, the ego would be bigger. Than, of course, all of them have to have some kind of ego. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. They've got to believe in themselves and they've got to think, well, I'm the best, at least in their head. Just so they can do that, make some try. But there's these guys who like, their ego's bigger than their talent. And they come to find them. They may come to find this out, but they may not. It may be a running gag. So you, you got those too. But, you know, add a little, maybe this will add a little spice to your bard or something. Just think of the bard as the complete package or as complete a package as he can. Say he can't play the tuba, but he can play the mandolin. Things like that. Anyway. I'm going to go start my day. So if you want to talk to this to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar.gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. You know we're monetized. 99 cents a month, as low as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program. That would be great. Thank you. I'd like to also thank again Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, and John Allen. You guys are great. Thanks for, thanks for contributing to me. And don't forget the Jung Grognard podcast. It's Dan Gregg's podcast, Y-U-N-G Grognard. Also, Mark C. Walrings, The Yawning Owlbear, and John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries. The last two are on anchor. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.